0: you find yourself sometimes when somebody prays before you you don't to talk but you don't want him to do too good either because <laughs> I was praying for you <laughs> Isn't this one Amen. precious spirit of the Lord yes. the goodness of God the ability of God's people to be able to come together and to worship the Lord yes. to me it's one Greatest things is God doing in the world today. Yes. Yes. Amen. I was born more or less into Pentecost when it was defiant, bitterness, and envy, and strife everywhere, organizations fighting one another. And for me, it's always been my prayer. Somewhere or somehow, God, you've got to
1: do it. Yes. We do Amen.
0: and God is doing it. We have heard from Brother Miller, and I appreciate it, the Word of God this morning also, and we too would have been in service last night if your time would have been right. <laughs> we just barely timed ourselves. We were getting off from work, and we thought we'll get in here just in time to make it. We got in, and it was already church time, and we hadn't did anything. So you were hour ahead of us. I pray that the Lord comes you will come for my time and not for yours. <laughs> We've heard Brother Wayne talk about an uh, moving out to claim the things at large. And I believe we ought to. But I believe also that having once claimed these things, moved up in God through faith to get them in our lives. Then we have a responsibility to defend them. Faith yes. of God in my life, sometimes I I have said it in my church, I, I'm not sure I'm really aware of what faith is. There was a time in my life when I was almost sure that I knew what it was, but I find myself now renewing every effort that I can to search out. The lead to the Bible and when Jesus produced something or the apostles to try to enter in and see what really produced that. That's been a renewed effort on my part to really find out what faith is. I'm sure a lot of you knowing the story of how God has moved and did a miracle in my life and give me a new heart could appreciate with me what I'm trying to say. But we'll go into that just a little bit later. But having received the virtue of Christ in my life, having received the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Ghost, also having received healing so often, I find that it is necessary to have faith to claim it, also having it necessary to have faith to defend that that's already in my life. Amen. Even after God came and given me a new heart, I'm not saying there's not times when the powers of hell come and sometimes twice now I've felt the same pain and the same weakness, and the devil standing there saying you didn't have anything to start with. I find myself then on the defensive. I have to take the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with the armor of God and declare it to him that that which God gave me was still there. Hallelujah. We find our faith not only as an offensive weapon moving us forward, but we find our faith as a defensive weapon. Yeah. Let's take our text for a few minutes in Ephesians, the sixth chapter. I want to begin at the tenth verse. The Apostle Paul speaking to the church of Ephesus is declaring so many things that we will not have time to get into, but study the whole uh, chapter of Ephesus and finally winding this all up. He begins to say, finally, my brethren, at the close of this letter, he's saying, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Are we rational off against flesh and blood against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places? Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, and you may be with, able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. I have found one commentator writing it like this, and I love it. not trying to change the way to the Bible. But he is saying, having received all of these things, defend them. Stand your grant. Hallelujah. I believe that's a challenge right out of the issue of, of God's own mouth. Telling us that having received these things, defend them. Yeah. Stand to your ground. Yeah, yeah. I think perhaps that's the reason why many individuals can receive perhaps their healing from God. I don't challenge the fact that individuals can receive their healing. But I have found this, not only do I have to receive it, and lots of offensive to receive it and claim it, but brother, every day I've got to defend the fact that it's back. Amen. Amen. Oh, God. Amen. I think so many of us fail to realize that there's a need for defensive. the devil having seen we have it. I have to defend the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that washed me and cleansed me and made me whiter than snow. And the devil challenges my right to stand before God. I have got to say, God gave me the right. Yes. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God gave me that right. Amen. right. God gave it to me. It takes more than the powers of hell or man to take it away from me. But I have to defend that right. Amen. Many times faced with the issues of whether the power of the Holy Ghost is a reality or not. And the devil comes along and says, "Well, they do this and they do that, and they're supposed to be holy ghost filled." I don't, I don't question the fact that many of them are the holy ghost filled. But thing we fail to realize. Yes, even though they're doing it, they're not walking in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And we have to defend the fact that the Holy Ghost is pure and in the new pure faith. Amen. And we have to defend it. And say, God, it's a reality. Whether I ever measure up to it or not, it's still a reality. Amen. And whether you measure up to it or not, it's still a reality. Amen. I remember. So having received these things, <laughs> defend them. Hallelujah. I don't believe our churches would be as empty as they are today. I don't make Christian lives would be as empty. I don't believe we find individuals once shot into victory here up and down the aisles of a church and now are out at home doing nothing, Actually, If they had realized there was a need to defend yes. those things that God gave us. Hallelujah to realize that one of these times lots in your pits. We take the city. And bless god the powers of hell doesn't like it and they're going to try to amen amen praise the name of the lord having received these things defend them stand your ground what a message for every church and especially the lives of holy ghost people i say that simply because we have received much more than average phenomenal churches we need to realize that it's not just going to be there it can't lay garment there's going to be a fight for the enemy to take control of our lives again right i don't believe there's any more miserable life than the life of an individual that's once known these things and lived in them and then failed to defend them the powers of hell came and took these things from our life Stand, therefore telling us about an armor that we put it on in other words the apostle paul is saying all right you receive these things, but I want you to understand one thing: you're in a battle, yeah. you're in a war. Yeah. And bless God, when we fail to understand, is in you. If you're in a battle, you don't get a rocking chair and sit out on the front oh. line. Rather, you get armor and you fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And even though I received the power of the Holy Ghost, and I don't know where any greater power is going to come. Set out of the battle it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You know. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is good. Hallelujah. Not because I said it, but because God said it. Jesus. Let's look real quickly at some of the armor that he tells us to put on. Now, bear in mind that the Apostle Paul has been in, in and out of prison. He watched the changing the guards of the Roman army, putting on their, their uh, all, all of these things that he just mentioned. Notice the order also that they put them on, which we'll hurry on and not go into. But it's necessary in order to get to the uh, crux of the matter that we at least expound on some of the things that he's talking about. I notice he's saying, stand, therefore, having your loin girt about with the truth. Now to understand this, and I'm sure you ministers have looked it up. Loins girt about, in other words, there was a type of a girdle that the soldiers put on. This was made to defend the lower part of the body. This is a wide, strongly knit belt made out of leather covered on the outside with metal plates. Whenever you firmly and securely fasten that, it somewhere helps strengthen your body so that you could stand the first wave of attack. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. So you can stand the first wave of attack. I don't know anything, brother, that will help us stand the first wave of attack that the devil puts on us as new Christians are open and being heard about with truth. Thank God, truth will stand where nothing else will Yes. Amen. And this is part of the weapon you're supposed to put on. Put on the girdle of truth. Also, he says you need a breastplate of righteousness. This actually was a coat of mail. In other words, a piece of armor that protected the back, protected the breast, protected the neck, protected the hips, and he put it on, and it come down to where the girdle came through, so that everything down there was protected. And then he also says now, put on your shoes. Shoes were pretty shoes for the preparations of the gospel. Now the shoes were made out of leather, coming up to the knee with a steel plate, and that was to protect the shin bone. The soles had thick studs and hobnails to give them good footing. And these protected the soldier's feet from the sharp stones and also from some of the booby traps that were set by the enemy. Much care was given to what the the quality of the shoes and what was there. In other words, if you can injure, injure a soldier's foot, you just put him out of commission. Mm-hmm. The Almighty God realized that and realized we are soldiers of the cross. Yes. If you take the go out of our feet, you put us out of the commission, thank God. Yes. And I believe somewhere, somehow, the devil has taken the go out of a lot of our feet and put us out of commission. Yes. And there's an armor against that and you need your feet shot for the preparations of the gospel. And then yes. comes the one I want to get to: having the shield of faith above all. In other words, over all of this, and in other words, with all of this, you need the shield of faith. That wasn't just a little bitty old round shield. That happened to be a shield four foot high and two and a half feet wide, which would cover almost uh, the body of almost anyone, big or little. And even though that soldier might have been arrayed with a girdle, a breastplate, also a helmet, he might have had all the right shoes and all of these things, He was told that with all of these things, you be sure that you take the shield of faith. Because regardless of what the armor was covering, there were some small openings in there that the enemy could pierce back into where with a little poison dart and kill and devour. There's many poison darts that entered into the lives and bodies of the individuals today that have failed to take a shield of faith. There's been the dart of envy, the dart of pride, the dart of selfishness, and the dart of lethargy and apathy, and all of these things. And the tower of hell has pierced our armor down the faith, and it wasn't covered, and we failed to take the shield of faith. Therefore, above and with all of this, we need the shield of faith. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. All right, now we've got the shield of faith. We're ready to defend. What will the shield of faith do? And again, we've got to. Tiptoe over here to the same chapter where almost everybody was expecting us to go. And let's go over here to Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and see what faith, a defensive weapon here, is able to do for us. To shorten it out, if we can at all, let's go to the 11th verse and the third, or 11th chapter and the third verse, where it says, Through faith, having the shield of faith, keep that in your mind, and it says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were made were not made out of things which do appear. Now notice through faith we understand. Yes. Without faith, it is hard fact, it's impossible for us to understand. And faith gives us an understanding. Yes. And I don't know of any better defensive weapon. Twenty-one years old, he desired to be a physical therapist, and wanted to find the best college that he possibly could in order to pursue uh, the thing that he wanted to be. And he chose a college, and because there's someone here from that town, I'm not going to mention the college, but he chose a college realizing it was supposed to be a Christian college, and enrolled in this because also under the name and guise of a Christian college it also offered him the subjects that he wanted. And uh, therefore, having a few things that he could cho- choose, he uh, took uh, some uh, some of the subjects on religion. And he said, I never was so shocked and surprised in my life as I went there week after week and heard them debating and discussing and trying to reason in their own mind, he said, how the earth come to be. And he said, some of the most outrageous theories, had you ever heard of, how come this earth is here? How come the universe is like it is? And they took one sign of and they took another one, and they uh, took some other conjectures and all of these things. And finally, he said, I took all I could. And he said, I lifted my hand. The teacher said, What do you want? And he said, I stood up. And this young man is filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, I stood up. And he said, I don't understand why all your confusion, whenever this you're supposed to believe in says from the very first of it in the beginning god created the heavens and earth amen come on amen. and they looked at him and said host Score, you mean to tell me you believe that and he said i most certainly do amen. and he said i'm surprised you're supposed to be a christian school and a christian professor that you don't believe it i suppose it's the word of god amen. Yes. Come on. Come on. Amen. And then finally he said, all right, that's the case. And uh, you believe he created it and he formed it. What did he do it out of? And he said, well, that's no mystery either. because all I've got to do to take you to Hebrews, the third chapter, and let you see how he made it out of nothing. Hallelujah. He made it out of nothing. Come on. Now that's hard to believe it. And somebody said, told, told him, asked him afterwards, one of his classmates, said, You mean to tell me that you believe that God made this universe out of nothing? And he said, I certainly believe it. And then the question was asked, Do you really understand how he did it? He said, No, I don't understand how he did it. That God gave me the understanding in Hebrews that he did do it, and that's Amen. enough for me. Amen. For he Amen. An intensive weapon, he makes us to understand what he says is a reality. Yes. Amen. Glory. That gives us an understanding, doesn't it? Oh, mm-hmm. I don't understand everything he does. I don't understand how that the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ could cleanse this old heart of mine, and he gave me the understanding he did, and I believe it. Amen. I don't understand why he would fill me with his precious spirit and impart part of Himself self to me in humanity. I don't understand it. And he gave me the understanding he did, and I believe it. I don't understand why he would mess with me. But the scripture says, for God so loved the world. Hallelujah. And he made me to understand he loved me. I understand that now. I understood it 20 some odd years ago. I still understand it. And that has been a great defensive weapon for me to understand that God did. Amen. I don't say I know all of things. I don't say that. But I know enough about God to believe that when he says something, it's so. So we have a defensive weapon that's created only by faith. Faith. Yes. Right. You're brought to a situation where you've got to believe He Because if we can't start out in Genesis, we have no right to come to Acts. And once we come to Acts, we got no right to go to Revelations if we can't start in Genesis. We've got to start believing. God from the beginning. Yeah. But the first word we hear about, you we have to believe it's so. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I think he said God created the heavens and earth. And the Hebrews here said it wasn't made out of things that appear. In other words, yeah. it wasn't made out of pre-existing material. God just took it out of nothing, made it, set it into existence, and said, here's the universe. set the earth here and put man on it. And said, this is earth. Amen. I'm not even going to argue how long man has been here and I'm not going to get into theological debates about that. I just know that he's been here long enough for me to be here. Hallelujah. Even... Praise the Lord. I'm not that old. So faith creates and makes in our heart a weapon. A defensive weapon. I don't know whether you can launch too much of an audience with this or not. But you should sure defend what is already written. Let's quote a little part By faith, Abel offered him to uh, God a more excellent sacrifice and pain by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying all his gifts and by it, he being dead, he yet speaketh. There's another instance in there that's grasped the word by faith. Abel was ever able to sacrifice. God helped. Abel was able to sacrifice Mm -hmm. how is he able to sacrifice what made him have the ability to sacrifice Mm -hmm. faith by faith Mm -hmm. and whether if we could ever bring these mortal bodies of ours under control of the might of the holy spirit of God to use against the powers of hell and sacrifice. Amen. Amen. That's right. But he said, well, wait a minute. Days of sacrifice is over. <laughs> oh, God help us. I know, that, I know we don't have to go get a pigeon. I know you don't have to get a bull or a goat. But I also know that I believe it's Romans about 12 and 1 says something far greater and a page in her Come on. There are more demands placed upon the New Testament church than there was in the so-called ecclesia in the wilderness. Of course, that same scripture and that same gospel says present. Therefore, your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And after you've done this, it's not outstanding. It's expected out of you. And thus do reasonable service. Amen. Amen. But if there was a time. And the bodies of the saints of God need to be laid on the altar and say, God, here they are. I give it to you. I won't reserve any part of it. No kingdom within there. It's mine. I don't want to rule any of it. I want you to have every bit of it. And whether we can face the world, the attacks of the devil, and we can send him back where he came from. Just because, where he God God and God God. And God. And that weapon is produced by faith. A defensive weapon. That's just more joy. Notice by it, because he was able to sacrifice and give this, he being there he gets feet. Reminds me of. I don't know if any of you are acquainted with Brother Whitster Owens. Reminds me of the day when his mother came, not too long after I came to the church, and Rose Clare crying and praying for a family. Not too many of them was going to church, living a good life, and she said, I desire more than anything else in this world for them to be saved. I desire. She said, I believe it would even take my life, and I thought that they would be saved. I thought that somewhere other my death would bring about their salvation. I would be willing to die. It wasn't too long after that until God challenged her with the very same words. He took cancer On the verge of dying, called at me in and talked to me and said, above all, above all, she said, I would like to be healed and I would like to live. And I believe somewhere, somehow, my family's never going to realize what's going on in their life until they look down upon the dead body of their mother and realize that they just can't have everything they want and still live right to them. And she challenged me with the words "said you keep butch preaching. You don't let my family go. You torment them until they're in the church. Somewhere, somehow, you get them in and point them to my life if you want to. And she went out to meet her God. And it wasn't too long after that till God began to move. I want to tell you this because I know that mother's prayers can be answered. The last girl that she had about a year ago came into the church at Rosie Clare and gave her life to God. Amen. That woman is dead but because she was willing to sacrifice even to death though she's dead she still is able to speak. Amen. Her life, what she said, but her life that was lived, the way she died with trust in the Lord, meant more than all of the words that come from these Amen. human lips, brother. It is a life we live, a testimony we have in life as well as in death, our ability to sacrifice. Amen. Notice chapter, verse 5. By faith, he was. Praise Yes. Amen. I realize I'm not going to walk on B.M.I.S. because I'm not going out that far. I'm not going to get in when the translation takes place. I'm not going that far, but I am going to say this. There's going to be a translation. And brother, if we can't somewhere, somehow conjure up, so to speak, enough faith, to believe God now. There's no use in us looking forward to a rapture or a change or anything. Come on. Because by faith in it was transcendent. Yes. And by our faith alone, that's the hope. That's what makes us live day by day looking to the time when we will be changed. Amen. Yes. Yes. And faith brings that. Yes. Sir. Brother, when life gets hard, when, when the move, sometimes we wonder what is happening, I wonder whether we're going to be able to endure or not. There is that call of home, that fact that assures I'm standing here one of these days. This old mortal body of mine is going to undergo a change, yes. and I'm going to become the immortal. Yes. This corruptible is going to put on incorruption, and there's something brother, that the devil can't stand again. When you go telling him, at one of these days, I'm going to be changed, brother. That's an event that he can't tear down. Come on, yes. come on, with, of the grace the Lord. And says, "Without faith, you can't please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Mm-hmm. Diligently comes from the Greek word akribos, which means accurately, hallelujah, carefully, and perfectly. Come on, seeking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ooh, hallelujah. Thank you, not just seek Him for the sake of seeking Him. Not just kneel down in the altar and ask for something really you don't need. And accurately seek Him in the way you should seek Him. And carefully, yeah. Amen. carefully seek the Lord and perfectly. Mm-hmm. And He yes, perfectly. I believe there's two wills of God. I think He'll allow you to live in, in a permissive will. He just will let you do it. Oh, there's a perfect will also. His perfect will. Lay it down and sing, God, here I am. God, as far as I could go, my own will has brought me nothing but heartache and sadness and sorrow. And I want to please you. you. Hallelujah. Amen. By faith no being warned of God and the things which of things not seen as yet, to move with fear, prepared an ark to the saving in his house, by which he condemned the world, and became heirs of the righteousness which is by faith, by faith. Noah. Prepared. Okay. What made him prepare? Faith. Mm-hmm. Brother, if there is to be a preparation in our life, and if mm-hmm. we do prepare. If we are prepared for every onslaught of the devil, we have on the whole armor of God and then this shield that keeps the five darts of hell us, And we prepare in all occasions whether that again is another weapon produced by faith that will be a successful element in winning our battle with the devil. By faith is created. And you build up, you build it the way I tell you to build it. And you get in it what I tell you to get in it. And then when you do, hallelujah, it'll sink. Yeah. Faith makes us have a preparation. And yeah. right. brother, let me ask you something Did you ever see a day in your life when the saints of God seem to be less prepared have they all the enemy than they are now it seems that if sometimes we feel like we're living charmed lives where the devil has no access to it. and if we do have the holy one of the greatest powers there he that he admonishes us to put on the whole armor of God and this armor will make a preparation Amen yes. Amen Amen Prepare Prepare for what? Prepare to be saved. Now then, I'm going a little step forward and prepared it. Not selfishly. Just to save him. far he is. other. far Yes. Oh, there's a breakdown in homes today. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. The yes. devil has invented the wrench. Because he feels life and he's mad. If he can destroy one of the most sacred institutions that God ever initiated, he's got yes. the battle. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. If he can just destroy a home, that's a sacred thing. God turned them together, told them to stay together. It was stopped. And if the devil can destroy it, brother, he has got a good start on destroying the world. Yes. It is going to be right at home. The hell that we're facing today, the devil knew what he was doing. And this a lot of times is simply because we have lived our Christian life in a selfish manner or selfish way. Come on, this brother Wayne said, Come with me. Come on. We have desired and desired. That salvation is ours. We find we have achieved it and we've got nothing else to gain. Well, the world is still wondering at it's lost and in time and it needs a message thank God of salvation and we have it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Come on. Many times it lies behind closed doors and you glimpse, but we haven't There's a preparing to do. We go down to the 11th verse. We still have plenty of time, and I'm going to give you some time back. Through faith, also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had a promise. Mm-hmm. I'm going to depart a little bit from this, and I don't have a revelation on this, but maybe I have an application. Having went to the church at Rosie Clare in Sometime in 63, when we went there, everybody said it's a burned-over field, that has been everything there, and it's been tried and tested, and nothing has come from it. And yet we went, loaded up our family, uh, spent some time on the road between St. Louis and Clare, and that's a long trip, 180-some-odd miles, so to speak, And because we felt like that God had sent us there. And this scripture came to me. I don't know if it's going to, if it'll ever do you any good or not, but it came to me that God was able to open barren wounds. And somewhere or somehow he spoke to me and said, the church is the mother. And even if the womb is barren, if you'll have faith, if there's no children being born from that congregation or from that church, if you'll stay with me and if you will have the faith. I'll open up and open move and I'll on. Give that church and that Amen. hand to yes. Amen. My brother, I started in there. I had 26 people, and that was on Sunday, just on Sunday school, and come to prayer meeting and have four or five on Sunday night, maybe have about 15. And I'm not bragging because I know that if God hadn't been in it, it would be just exactly like it was. And I know it had to be God's work, and I started out with that. I labored, and I called, and I prayed. And I didn't look like I was getting any place. And I finally said, God, if you just give me ten people and believe with me, I think we can turn this town upside down with the apostolic message. And it wasn't and about six months after that till he gave me ten people. Amen. And that's been 13-some-odd oh, years ago. And we we've expa- we've expanded the sanctuary with on. Uh, this is the second time. And God has brought us from 26 our first time in Sunday school. God. Glory Hallelujah. to Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 17th verse, faith enabled Abraham to offer. Hallelujah. 24th verse, 23rd and 24th verse, faith enabled Moses to make the separation. In the 27th verse, we try to come to a close. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. <laughs> faith may you see him. Yeah. Faith, faith. a forsaking me. Oh, yeah. Brother faith will bring a forsaking of the world today. Yeah. And once it brings a forsaking of the entire world, it brings a weapon of defense. No power of hell. It is all faith. A defensive weapon. A weapon that every one of us needs. we mm-hmm. have. I promised God I would give this testimony. You that have heard it you're part of it, that's fine. You just don't have to. Yes, you know. no god's been too good to be not share this with anybody after accepting the pastor of the church in rosie we rode several miles and tortured our bodies finally moved to Rose clare and worked nights had church in the evening and prayed and visited during the, the day and man's this man after several years of this Body had about all he could take, It could build against me, and I had a heart. God was with me. wasn't too long after that till I had another one. I had several small ones, at least four or five feet. And each time, each time I thought this was the time to move I can't tell you how I struggled with faith most my life had been delivered many times. My whole life was a miracle. Most before I came out of the army, I had contact with disease in the army, lining out of my lungs, couldn't breathe right. Came to God, gave Him myself. Same time I did, He healed my body. Told Him i serve Him, but I didn't. I played with Him. Didn't do anything real bad, but. I played with him anyway, and it wasn't too long after that. My wife and I had been praying for a son, and we had one born. He lived three days, he died. I asked the doctor what was the cause of it. He said, "You didn't have any language, he See what I'm talking about? I give up something precious to me It was because I made a vow for God. I just will do it. My son died the very really thing God needed me didn't put it back on me. I gave my life to God there. Went on and during the trials and troubles, had to move to St. Louis to find an employment. Went and did, God's sake grew steadily worse, went to the doctor and told me I had leukemia. about two years to live, and at the most I, know I don't know much to not know any more than to believe God. the best thing in the world to pray for me, i and my dad came from Southern Illinois. He himself in the car Crumbled up team, to the big stuff. fight for that healing. For two years, I had the same team that I had before. Nothing went away. I still felt, still felt the same way. I still felt weak. and Still had to fight the same thing tempo. Nothing changed. Only somewhere inside, just please God the And then for two years. It went on like this and finally two years come. I don't know how long that's been, a wife no know, but I'm still alive and there's not one sign up at any place in my body. Hallelujah. But anyway, time went on and having having not learned really how to treat my body as yet, had a heart attack. For eight years I struggled with this, trying to believe God. Feeling the presence of God, I felt the power of God when the ministry prayed for me to I could just almost leave the building, and I just knew when I walked away, this was it, this had to be it. Now you understand what I mean when I'm saying, I'm looking again at what faith is, Because I walked away from there, almost knowing that this was it, only to have the same thing happen not long after And finally, it just kept getting worse and worse. Doctor told me, said, you were going to have to quit preaching. said, you first, he told me, quit work or quit preaching. So I quit work. And when I had preaching, I finally said, you're going to have to quit preaching. You can't go on, you can't do it, you'll die in the full I didn't know any better place to die. Anymore. So I didn't want to preaching. Finally it got to the bad, there wasn't a circulation in my legs, pain every place. And for eight years, and this is not exaggeration, for eight years, I didn't know what it was to wake up without pain and go to without pain. Sometimes some of pain in my body. For eight long years and it just kept me work Finally I had just about all that soft God and didn't know what else to do. Finally got up before my congregation, saints of God that I labored for and suffered for, and they were suffering along with me, tears in my eyes and in theirs. I laid my hand on the Bible and I said I can't preach another message, so I'll not preach another message. Until something somehow God does something with this body and mind. So I resigned. And they just accepted me because I guess they were believing. But I don't mind telling you. I think maybe I'd quit believing, at least to my conscious knowledge. Because I kept waiting for God to do something. Kept believing He had so. Kept becoming disappointed. That was on Sunday night and on Monday I woke up. I believe I was expecting a change. That didn't happen. Went to bed on Tuesday or Monday night. The ladies always had prayer meetings in the church on Tuesday morning. On sometime about Monday morning, about 6.30, o'clock, I had woke up in intense pain. I hadn't experienced really this, and I knew what it was because the doctor said it just was getting worse. So finally, it won't be anymore. And I knew that it, it was getting worse. And I asked God, touched me, finally I just said exasper- exasperation, God knew, I'm gonna do it on right. And I'm gonna heal. I said, All right. Just ease this pain enough to get you a little bit. Of sleep. I let my wife get me sweet. She, she me along with me. And I couldn't preach, she couldn't find to go through, she find the word. She was in case something happened to me, call that back and say if you want to, I what you will. But anyway, about 7 o'clock that morning, I went to sleep again. My wife went on to prayer meetings. By 11 o'clock, I woke up. There's something strange about it. So I woke up, and I didn't have any pain about it now, lately, I lay lean still. thought, you know, it's too good to be true. If I move, we'll come back. Well, that phrase, I don't know what it was. While they leaves. They, they felt To be without pain. eight years. Finally, I out of jail. Moved around, put the clothes on. Still no pain. My wife came in and asked for that. They must have known. She must have known. I don't know. She said, how do you feel? Always tease her anyway. But I didn't want to worry any more than possible. I said, I still feel my pain. You know, I said, put me in the chair before you want to know how to feel I said, well, I'm almost afraid to mention it. I don't have any pain. You, God. I don't have You see, I don't know, maybe I had it land there. Maybe I had it, I thought, you know, I get healed and it's way up there. I'm Never, never land, you know, or something, you know. Surely I will tell you something. God then came when you're 7 o'clock and you're 11 o'clock. Just about my business. He gave me a new heart. He came and went. I didn't even know anything. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Since then I've had two or three checkups compounding the doctors never and every angle. The old ticker just still beats. Praise the Lord. I don't I don't say he healed this some, I think he put in hey, man, right. I'm not going to say either, it's for a while I went along just fine. I never had any pain at all. But I have had for about three occasions that strike pain in me fear grifts in my heart. This normal human being fear of in my heart. And after fear comes wave of now the way to believe. I look up and say, God, I know you've done it. Thank do you, Jesus. I, 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 I know it's still there. I know it's still there. I know you done it. I know it's still there. I just can't see what it is. I Hallelujah. it's आओ